This is Anshu Bahanda on Wellness Curated. Thanks for joining me on this podcast. My mission is to empower you with health and wellness so that you can then go and empower others. Amish Bhai, Haryom, how are you? Hi, Haryom, how are you? I'm very good. I'm really excited about this talk because I've been thinking about it for years, but I've never had the guts to approach a topic like this. Sure. Yes. Yes. It's 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 not an easy topic, and I think some people may find it uh, quite uh, you know uncomfortable to even yes. speak about these kind of things. And, yes. And I think it's important that people actually begin to think and explore and talk because it it does provide some basis for them to then respond. as to how they need to respond yes yes and even even the i wanted to discuss this topic for a long time and mm-hmm. you know i just didn't have the guts to do it or like you said it needs a, it takes a lot of courage to mm-hmm. talk about loss and grief because it also makes you see that we are going to lose people we really care about and Absolutely. maybe mm-hmm. even jobs or you know but mm-hmm. in the context mm-hmm. of people everything else means <clears throat> Mm-hmm. you know um just for all of you listening we will we're going to do this in two parts because it's quite a heavy topic and to briefly explain dr patni he is a the- theologian and psychologist he holds three masters degree and has a doctorate in yoga and you also tutor at the oxford center for hindu studies and he has an ink- a stellar cv he's also he works as a counselor and psychotherapist assisting people to regain well-being and resilience and recently he was given an OBE for services to the inter- interfaith and the human com- uh, community and the hindu community and he's helped me a lot as i was saying before he joined us in my personal well growth well-being and personal development and a lot of people around me and as you know due to the circle of life we're talking about a topic of loss and grief today and we're all going to lose people through our lives or we've already experienced loss and if it's not that it's jobs it's relationships and what i think is incredible about ramesh bhai as i call him is that he has an uncanny ability of taking very very complex principles and explaining them in such a way that we understand them So welcome to the chat Ramesh bhai. Thank you so much Anshu and uh, it's a pleasure to be here and hopefully that we'll kind of explore this uh, uh, this topic which is I think very relevant even even now it's so much more relevant and see what uh, what we can what we can discuss. Thank you. Um so my first question to you is what is wellness to you? Anshu wellness for me is about having a holistic vision of health mm-hmm. and making appropriate choices according to that vision that will take you to that kind of vision okay. so it is having that vision and making choices according to that and these choices are in all di- dimensions of of a life so we are talking about physical dimension we are talking psychological dimension we are talking about relationships as well and we are also talking about the spiritual dimension as well so taking all of that together 
and making right choices according to a certain holistic vision which we have okay and so will you get into the topic <clears throat> straight away and explain loss and grief to us okay so let me talk about loss first okay so loss in fact as we know is a state of being deprived of something or someone okay and it can be an actual loss just like you're describing before is that we lose somebody significant in our lives uh, maybe it's a family member maybe it's a, an acquaintance or a friend or some relationship which we have and we know that this is a, a universal fact of life hmm. it is an existent fact of life that we are born and we are going to die hmm. and according to hindu tradition of course we know that even when we die that we may come back again yeah. but it is a fact of life and and you know for example if it if if we think about uk mm-hmm. 700 deaths occurring every year and if five people are affected by one death imagine that more than 4 million people are being affected by loss uh, in in a very real sense right and how are those 4 million people dealing with it you know that that is the whole thing yeah. and the grief and the loss which is experienced will be for this 5 for 4 or 5 million people and even in covid it's it's much more of course yes. so it can be that kind of actual loss but it can also be symbolic loss like you talked about earlier is that you know for example if somebody loses a relationship goes through some kind of divorce and therefore there is a significant loss of relationship as well you can lose a job uh-huh. one can also lose meaning and purpose in life and go into a kind of loss about meaning and that can be very severe in terms of creating a depressive state of the mind and also that you know sometimes we have a dream when we are growing up mm. uh, and and having this dream oh i'm going to do this going to do that and by the time you reach mid midlife those dreams are gone right and that is an actual loss yes so sometimes midlife crisis is about loss which has not been realized the dream which has not been realized becomes a loss so it can be a symbolic loss and to then talk about grief you know grief we must understand that it's a natural response it's a reaction to such an actual or symbolic loss which we are going to experience in our in our all uh, all our lives and also that it is normal and it is natural okay so don't say grief is a is a problem it's not a problem it's a natural and normal adaptive response to loss and this is a very complex reaction as as we'll see and the thing to understand uh, unsure is that you cannot fix or cure grief remember okay. grief is not about curing something it is human grief is 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 a kind of complex uh, experience of various different thoughts feelings sensations in the, even in the body and behavior which enable us to survive it is a survival response in in one way of thinking okay so how one responds to loss is based on our assumptions about life and living and that also plays into it so it becomes complex in terms of understanding the experience which is in many cases loss will challenge our assumptions about life and how we are able to deal with uh, you know those the challenge of loss will will actually uh, experienced as grief in our life so if you repeat that loss will challenge our assumptions about life that's right 
So loss may challenge our assumptions. So for example, if I assume that this relationship was wonderful, it's going to last forever, nothing is going to happen to it, and I have this firm belief and a uh, certain attitude in my mind. And when it comes to the loss, that assumption is now challenged. That belief is now challenged. Yes. And when that belief kind of hits the challenge of the reality of the situation, this is when we start experiencing loss. We started experiencing the grief response. Grief. So grief can also be seen as part of this, you know, dealing with this threat. So, for example, if I'm attached to somebody and if I lose that person, it becomes a, a very threat to my existence because this was person was so close to me. Yes. And if I get so much attached to my job and profession, then also if I lose that job and profession, it can create a crisis in my life. Yes. That I don't know who I am. I don't know what to do. I've lost my job and it was taking 16 hours of a day for me and all that is gone. And it leaves a big vacuum so that, you know, I don't know how to fill it. And I can't respond to it in, 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 in a kind of way in which, you know, it will take me through this grief, grieving process. So it does challenge us, you know, in many different ways. Loss will challenge us one way or the other, right from the age of one month. 200 years. Okay. Some kind of loss will always be challenging us. And how we deal with this is our grief response. And we know that grief can also, this grieving response can also go wrong. Because yeah. if we, we are not able to deal with that, and you know, it can become extreme. Yes. It can become so prolonged over many years, so that if somebody passes away, you know, I'm grieving even after 20 years, mm. and not come to terms with it. And not only that, but some people get into an intense depression as well. So that is something to watch out for. And if that depression becomes clinical, it becomes something which makes a, a person dysfunctional, then it is important to get some professional help. Always remember, there's nothing wrong in getting professional help. I know there are people who have you know, negative attitudes about getting professional help, but you know, what would you have? 20 years of grief? or something which you can process with a professional and say, okay, now I begin to understand and coming to a reality about my loss. So that's also so, important to understand. So Ramesh, when Another, you talk about professional health, sorry to interrupt, are you talking about yeah. medical or non-medical professional? I mean, are you professional? So, yes, yes. So, so I mean a holistic way of looking at this. So if I need to go to the GP, yes, I will go to the GP. The GP may kind of examine me physically and ask me questions. Then he will refer me to a psychotherapist or counselor and say, get some kind of mental health support. Because, you know, you're going through this grieving process. This is affecting you so much. You have to kind of try and do something about it. Okay. Remember, there are some myths about grief as well. So one of the myths is that time will, is going to heal. Actually, time doesn't heal. What heals is how you actually play your part in time. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So time can keep on going on, but you're not doing anything about it. Okay. But if you play your part in time, then time will begin to heal. Okay. And also, sometimes people think, oh, this person is crying so much, crying so much, is not able to deal with this grief. Actually, that is a normal expression of loss and grief. So somebody crying away means that, you know, that response is coming. Mm. This response is coming. And please allow that person to cry, be present for them, be there with them and, you know, and, and to help them to, to, to you know, 
take those uh, that that grief and loss into this kind of expression. Okay. So it is important to remember some of these things about about grief. So that is loss and grief. Okay. So that's quite a lot to process. But what what are the different stages in loss and grief, and how are they affected? How we how do we deal with them at different ages of our lives? Oh, yes, yes. So, so there, there is. We can understand it in this way. So, first of all, to know that you know we can see that there are four different components of grief. Okay. So, on the one hand, there is a physical component. So, you know, you can have symptoms like lack of energy. I don't want to feel like doing anything. There is stomach ache. You know, health effects such as reduced immunity as well. So, physical effects are there. Mm -hmm. Secondly, psychological effects. That all kinds of sadness feelings will come about. Sometimes screaming, rage can also come about. Right. Guilt and shame can be experienced, and and this also has a, got a cultural element as well. That how we, uh, you know, acknowledge grief and how we kind of express grief. So that is one part of it. Uh, second part of it. Mm -hmm. The third part is that you know there is a kind of psychological disturbance of thought processes as well. So there's the emotional component okay. and there's a thinking component. So you may not be able to concentrate. You can kind of keep on, you know, um, having lack of motivation. You feel as if you're feeling numb. Mm -hmm. You know, that is also there. Then there is a social part of it. Right. So physical, psychological, social. Okay. Now, this social part, there can be changes in relationships. So that you know, if if you, if a family member is lost, then there is a change in relationships which can also be experienced in that kind of way. The fourth component is spiritual. Okay. So sometimes even that spiritual element comes into it, and it can either you know be in a negative way, mm -hmm. whereby we lose faith in God because God has taken away this thing from me, has taken away this person from me, yes. or it can be something positive because you know I've got this faith which holds me, and this faith which is going to hold me is going to help me through this grieving process. So stages of grief, okay. there are actually identified five stages of grief. Okay. So the first stage is that people actually say, no, 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 this can't be happening to me. No, no, it cannot be true. This person has passed away. So there is a kind of disbelief and denial. That's the first stage. Okay. It may not last very long, but definitely it is going to be there. Oh my God, this has happened. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. That's what we start saying. Okay. And then anger. Why did this have to happen to me? Yeah. Anger. Yeah. You know, this this is a way in which, uh, you know, we start kind of striking out to people and everything else and say, why did these people not do this? And this loss was because of this person and that person and so on and so on. Okay. So anger comes to it. That is the second part of it. The third is that we start now negotiating, bargaining. And, and, you know, this mood disturbance, sadness, everything starts coming about. There is a kind of depression, numbness. And, and the finally, the person begins to realize that this loss is actually real. Okay. And this negotiation is taking place. Then the fourth stage is whereby slowly by slowly you get into a lower and lower mood. Depressive mood, mood disturbance, which is, you know, kind of uh, taking on the full impact of this loss. Okay. And finally, slowly by slowly, the person begins to adjust, becomes more realistic about it and accepts and begins to look towards the future rather than the loss which has just been experienced. So we can identify even four different tasks of this grieving process. Mourning, what we call normally we call mourning. Okay. So first is 
to accept the reality of the loss number 1 okay number 2 is to work through the pain and grief to work through means process keep on processing if it needs help from a family member you can support somebody just go ahead and do that okay thirdly to adjust to the environment where this loss is experienced okay. so you may you know lose a significant person in the family you begin to adjust to the new kind of dynamic which is there and finally to emotionally relocate loss and move forward with life Okay. and emotionally coming to terms with it allows us to look into the to the, towards the future rather than regretting and kind of mourning the loss which has happened okay so these are the four things everybody has to do in order to kind of come to terms with with grief okay and um is it affected by age yes yes it it will be affected by age so you know to to kind of think about that you know if a child experiences loss mm-hmm. for example if if uh, you know a 3 or 5 year old child loses uh, a pet okay and i remember you know that my daughter lost uh, the hamster right. and she was grieving so much and i went to hold her and say okay now you know this is the normal thing this is so try to normalize it to right. say this is what happens all over the place this is is going to happen to you right. and remember that we have to treat this hamster with some dignity yes. uh, let's go and uh, kind of do something about it we can go and bury it somewhere and so on and so on so going through the process in a systematic way in a very supportive way sensitive way being present to the child so child will also experience but it will be different when the adolescent experiences it okay and it will be different when the adult will experience and we can explore that in the next session as well okay. but certainly there is a difference in in terms of the age at which you experience this loss okay and ramesh bhai because loss is inevitable and so is grief how do we prepare ourselves for this can you give us some tools and techniques okay i think the first thing to remember is you know there is not absolute preparation for grief yes you cannot absolutely prepare for grief okay there there are you know people who say that yes you can become so resilient that you can you know be able to uh, to deal with grief yes. but for majority of the people you know it is difficult but but there are two main approaches we can think about number one is that you know research is showing that people who are proactive in coping coping with change will be able to deal much more better with grief and loss that's number one okay. number two is people who are naturally resilient resilience means that you know the capacity to spring back into into a normal kind of way of functioning now that resilience can also be developed it doesn't mean that resilience comes either it is there or not there so two things number one proactive coping skills this we can learn okay so how do we learn coping skills number one is that you can learn it as a problem based coping skill so look at things as a problem and say what is the solution if i treat this as a problem so for example if i say i've lost my job uh-huh. and i see that as a problem to be solved Okay. then i begin to start thinking of it in a more positive way that it is a solution focused approach okay and if i take that then it allows me to open up possibilities as to how i can have the cope with this loss okay number 2 is that emotion based 
So one is problem-based mm -hmm. coping, which means that I learn to see how things they are objectively approaching problems and to solving them, naming and exploring problems, finding out the possible solutions, and then seeing what is the best optimal solution for that. Okay. Emotion-based means that you know you're practicing your kind of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and that becomes an excellent skill for you know dealing with uh, this kind of emotional upheaval which takes place, learning how to hold and process emotions. Okay. Okay. And self acceptance is one very important part of emotional coping skill. If you are able to accept yourself and accept who you are and what you know what your capacities are, and self compassion goes with that as well. Self acceptance, self compassion cultivating optimism, learning how to, you know, self-care, uh, you know, knowing how to relax, uh, using those breathing techniques, even yoga exercises, even using art. I know that you are in art. Yes. And, and you know that art can itself become a very therapeutic tool Yes. for processing our emotions. So use any means which can kind of begin to uh, take you towards and processing that kind of emotional way. The other thing is how to build resilience. Now that takes a bit of time. Okay. And I think that, you know, we're talking about different ages and different mm -hmm. stages. If we begin to make our children to be more resilient okay. as they grow up, you know, the resilience is what? It's the capacity to deal with challenges in life. Okay. And the larger the capacity, the bigger the resilience you have. So that you immediately kind of stand up and start going. Okay. So now how do we build resilience? Number one, finding meaning and purpose in life. If our vision is clear, this is my meaning, this is my purpose in life, I will know what to do every moment because everything is then related and connected to that higher purpose or whatever purpose we kind of develop in our life. Okay. Number two, cultivating positive self-belief. Okay. Cultivating positive self-belief, which I have. I know that I am this person and I am this person who is able to deal with it. I have belief in myself. You see what I mean? Okay. So that's number two. Number three, understand, accept and embrace change. Some people are not wanting to understand or not embracing change. If they learn how to embrace change and cultivate that kind of uh, you know, capacity to embrace change, they become much more resilient because change, yeah, it is going to come. I know how to deal with it. Okay. Number four, creating an optimistic mindset. Create a mindset which is always going to look towards positive things and things, okay, this is the worst thing that's happened. Let me look for something which is going to look at a perspective which is optimistic. Yes. Number five, cultivating and maintaining self-regulation. In, in other words, then I'm able to process my emotion, I'm able to process my thoughts, and I do it in the most efficient manner. If I'm able to do that, wonderful, you can immediately start bouncing back. And the next one is also very important. Establish a wide and strong social support system. Okay. Not only within the family, extended family, but friends, having a network of friends can be so beneficial yes. in terms of giving that support whenever we experience that loss. The stronger the network, the more resilience you become. Okay. Okay? And the last one, yes. keep learning and practicing this coping skill, which I just mentioned.
problem solving based yes. and emotional regulation based yes. and if you can kind of do that as a as a as a, as a package coping skills resilience develop and keep on developing then it will be able to help us okay now ramesh bhai i'm going to very quickly ask you the last question how can we prepare others for this and at what age should we start working with our children so so let me answer the question about children so you know for example between 3 and 6 years as i was saying they get very frightened they get frightened of loss and they have difficulty in focusing sometimes they withdraw they become subdued and they also can become very extreme uh, uh, kind of very aggressive as well yes so here are a couple of kind of pointers toward that explaining loss to them and change in very simple terms even through stories mm-hmm. there are many beautiful children stories which explain about loss and grief so you know to kind of tell them in their own kind of way understanding explain that to them number two answering their question openly and honestly don't try to deny don't try to brush it away but be honest be open to them and tell them yes this is it this is how it works this is what you're going to experience don't get frightened but here's a way of dealing with that uh, with that kind of fear assuring children that their own security is 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 going to be there even if they face any kind of change okay. so in other words i'm here for you you don't have to kind of uh, you know Uh, be insecure about this loss and change which you are experiencing i'm here for you we are all here for you we are going to support you and so on and so on and finally to encourage also the mastery of this emotional and and cognitive regulation okay. as much as we can kind of make them understand okay if you if you feel frightened here's what you do take a deep breath keep on breathing focus on your breathing and just let go of your tension and anxiety so they become more confident in dealing with loss dealing with change fabulous fabulous thank you that was yeah. a lot i'm going to go over this about three or four times for everyone listening yeah. it's going to be saved and dr patnis dealt with understanding and preparing loss and grief this week next week he's going to talk about dealing with loss and grief Thank you Ramesh bhai what a ple- what a you. pleasure that se- session was thank you Thanks for joining us hope you enjoyed the wellness curated podcast please subscribe and tell your friends and family about it and here's to you leading your best life